You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee favourite nation Nam and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming, with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on the many hobby misadventures on Facebook, and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk, and to shop online at Battleford Hobbies, because Hammy got a hug at Warfare. <laughs> It was, it was a good consensual. One. It was consensual. It was a good one as well. Long time. No, too long. Too long. <laughs> anyway. Oh. I mean, to hug Hammy, don't don't start. You know, think worrying about me personally. I get plenty of hugs, just not hugs from Hammy. Just just saying. All right. Hammy. If hugs. nice dicey advice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you need bunkers to bust or bridges to go too far on, then also head over to frontlineterrain.square.site, our terrain sponsor. Terrain, 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 terrain. Pull up, pull up. Terrain. Bring up the Bailey! (laughs) If you would like to this continued... Sorry, if you'd like to contribute to this continued failed cross-checkered podcast, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous and to access exclusive Patreon-only content. Oh, we've done it! We did it! Such yes. as such as Alan Command episodes. Woo! The second one ever. <laughs> the second one ever. <laughs> listen to the re- listen to the multitude of reasons why Fez needs to get a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Just clunking away, yeah. Just clunking away on the M25. Ah, oh, poor Frau Schmetterling. She's a great car, but yeah, she's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting for summer in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-hosts. Duncan, Wasp is a state of mind, Gosling. Who we've lost already. No, no, sorry. <laughs> believe it or not, I just lent on the mute button of all things. I was going to say... Um, I think the, I, I, Don't I think, scare us like that. It's not working. I, I was, uh, the irony was, I was saying as well, I think the Luddites want something. <laughs> wax tablets. And Lee, comma, 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 comic chameleon, Parnell. I do love my comments. My comments are great. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 84, the one we're in delayed reserves slash excited about invading America. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? So tonight we've had some technical issues, so it's going to be a bit of a stripped down episode. We, after we eventually got um, Duncan... Some version of the internet. Is that why you? Yeah. Is that why you asked me to just wear my only my pants for tonight? It's, it's very stripped down. Very um, stripped down. All, all the stripping. So down. we're gonna yeah. basically we're gonna do um a v- very quick summary of warfare. Obviously, if you want if you want the full details on warfare, certainly mind Eddie's part of it when you can come become a patron and listen to the outcome episode. <laughs> Try to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll just go a quick thoughts on it, and then we're gonna be focusing on the Red Dawn book. Um, quickly going through the highlights of the book, um, what we like about it, talk about the aerosol missions, and yeah. then hopefully next episode we'll be back to normal and we'll do all the normal stuff like um, Osser answers and faces bases. That kind of top five, we got a top five as well. If you got, if you want, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone, someone emailed us. I was as shocked as you as you were. Um, frankly, um, but yeah, they they dropped us a line. We've got a top five. I'll pass it on. Do you, do you want to sneak sneak peek? Hey, no, no, six peak. Don't give anything away. Okay. This is all no, valuable it's, content. It's keep it, it, keep it, it, it secret. Keep it safe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking about being uh, a patron supporter, how does one become that? How does one become internet famously? 
Well, they head on to um, the Patreon, which we link at the bottom of everywhere this podcast pretty much appears. Um, and chuck, chuck us a mere pound a month. Um, and for that, you get access to our Discord, where I'm generally hanging around most evenings painting. Um, it's, 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 we it's have various active, little... Active Discord. Active Discord. Yeah. Very active. Very, so yeah. active that I can't keep up with it. When I look at it, it's like 25 plus messages about <laughs> people fighting on ice skates. Or me doing an unboxing video, something somehow leading to a massive discussion about tacos. So I still, I still can't quite work out the logic of how that happened. I tacos, seen like, that one yet. like Mexican food tacos, like Mexican food tacos, or the the horrible version that the UK has apparently, oh. literally, literally offended our Californian oh. listeners. So. Taco Bell, man. Yeah, we have Taco Bell now in the UK. Not sure that's a we good do. thing. Um, <laughs> Not for our waistline, but yeah. Yeah, but also you get um, early access to all the unboxing videos and that kind of thing I, I, I generate, plus the podcasts, um, mm-hmm. generally give you at least 24 hours access to most of that. Um, our, going forward, um, an Officer Answers is now a Patreon exclusive, so if you want to ask us a question, then you um, check it over on the Patreon, either Discord or the Patreon page. Wow, nice. Okay. Yep. And yeah, and we're trying to do some more patron exclusive stuff like the Out of Command episodes and we're like going forward. Now, we, now we've got our little dictaphone. We managed to do it so we don't sound like Daleks anymore after we turned out, turned on sensitivity on it. <laughs> can you, can um, you hear that, Lee? Can you hear that, guys, in the background? It's the sound of a paywall coming down. I hate paywalls. Um, Gotta monetize everything, man. It's, it's a capitalist system. It's, it, we, <laughs> I I just realised it does sound like that, but it really isn't because all it really is is the fact we realise that most of the people who who subscribed to an officer answers were now on our Discord anyway, (laughs) and and rather than having to look because it was like we'd post a link, then we'd have to post it into like three or four different groups. Mm -hmm. No one would read the actual where to post the question. So when I had to go (laughs) formulate an officer answers, you were looking at five different bits of the internet plus the Patreon plus this other bit, to kind of get it all together. And it's way easier if we just have it on the one thing where, yeah. where most of it comes from anyway. Exactly, so. yeah. Because it's like, I mean, when we did last, we basically had about 20 questions from, from the patrons, about two from other sources. Okay. <laughs> why are we, we doing this other bit still? I mean, <laughs> would you say that's laziness so, or, or, or efficiency at that point? Uh, well, you know, lazy is efficient, isn't it? Like lazy. Always hire a lazy, smart person. They'll find the easiest way to do what you're asking them to do. I mean, this one has a burning question. They can always just email us the question and we probably will still answer it, even if they're not a patron. If but... they're in the UK and they have a burning question, they should probably go to the NHS 111 service. Mm. Um, <laughs> other local people Nitchy maybe. Too. Yeah, if it's red and itchy, you know, does this look infected? Yeah. <laughs> does it not... burn when you pee? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If it smells like Primula, then, 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 then definitely you need to seek some kind of antibiotic help. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's got Darren Googling Primula cheese now as well. <laughs> I'd recommend the prawn one as well because nothing goes like quite like squeezy cheese and prawn. Oh, <laughs> the official Darren Darren Hart, the official uh, shoot and scoot archivist, chief archivist, yeah. yes, chief archivist. We're, we're yeah. granting him that rank. He has it on Discord as his as his title now. So does it really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I set it as that. I, I can you set, set that. So. Oh, nice. So I set yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to segue to faces, bases, something, and something. Which we're going to skip because we're not doing it this episode. We said that. <laughs> yeah, we did say that. Really? 
Oh. A stripped down episode. We're just literally doing super stripped down. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so stripping miniatures. We're onto that now. Fine, fine. You know, use use brake fluid, obviously, and drink it as well. But see, um, the reason Eddie was Eddie is annoyed because for once he actually painted something. I know. Oh, it's fine. fine. Well, no, no, no. We can do a strip down. Like, I can save it. I can do, save it. Do a strip down one just for you because oh, come on, it doesn't happen very often. Eddie, what have you been painting? No, go. we can't because then I'm going first. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, this, is a, this is a horror yes. show. This is a horror show. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to schedule. No, no, I can't do it. I'm not going to move it's on. Chaos. Move on. Chaos. Lee, chaos, Lee what are we talking about tonight? No, tonight we're like we've already done, done that. We've, I know. I'm, I'm resetting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, next up. So oh, gonna, this is this, 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 this is what happens, Duncan. This is why we buck, we can't buck the system. The system oh. collapses. Everything all goes to hell. I know. <laughs> It's anarchy. It's hardwired in our brains. We don't even realise it's like it. muscle memory, yeah. It's muscle memory. <laughs> anyway, news from the front. We're going to talk about warfare. Yes. Yes. Right. That was a thing. <laughs> oh, it was a great thing. Oh. It was a great thing. It was certainly a thing. Spoiler alert. I really enjoyed that weekend, boys. Thank you very much. I did you? I got a chance to say that to you. I did, did you, yeah. You didn't yeah. play your comments once. Uh, well, my, no, my my Dame there armed car cheese. Yes, I know. I didn't play my um, my main list once at all. I played nothing but King Tigers. I'm not talking about just the games. I'm talking about the weekend as a whole. I really oh, okay. Was, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. a fantastic weekend. Um, I didn't have any sense of humour failures. No, you, no, no, the, no, the, no. But Mark did malfunction at one point, though, didn't he? So Mark, Mark, oh, Mark did. Yeah, that's yeah, Mark had a malfunction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but no, the only the only disappointment. I could take away from the whole weekend. I start so I start with the, the the bad thing because I raved about the the charity raffle. Yeah, <laughs> I spent and every year I spent like a five pound or ten pounds on this charity raffle. That's by the side, and all the traders put stuff in because I raved about it to so many people. So many people bought tickets this year that I didn't win anything. It's my first year in like four years of not winning anything in the charity raffle. Also, charity and, raffles are great. And, one. and I dumped fifteen quid into it this year. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! I, I can't feel sad because it was. I think it's for. Um, is it models for heroes? I heart. Oh yeah. No, I, I, it was I said it was. The, I said it was. I said it was the British Heart Foundation, but that's because the models for heroes symbol is a heart shaped sprue. Um... So I actually studied you wrong. I think it is models for heroes. Is the charity? Is that a, and I think is that a song by Nirvana? Heart-shaped sprue. Uh, yes, heart-shaped okay. sprue. Mm. <laughs> build me, build me, my friend. Um, so yeah, no. Um, and they raised, I think, something ridiculous, like nearly fourteen hundred pounds for charity. Wow, so really? Publicising it. <laughs> yeah, no, it came up on Facebook as a like, thank you, and I was like, oh, that's the, the wrong charity. Well, I, I, I obviously completely missed the, the plot there, but um, no, so, so Models for Heroes is a charity that builds, uh, uses uh, scale modelling as a um, meditative tool for, for veterans to, you know, get into something that's you know, constructive and, and therapeutic without it being, you know, uh, as, as a tool for dealing with, with stresses in modern life, which is something I really believe in. It's also a way that I've conceived of getting rid of all my massive backlog stash of scale kits that I never build because <laughs> newer ones have come out in the meantime. Whether or not there's a moralistic element there of giving really hard, difficult old kits to people to build to relax. 
Cheers. What? Cheers. <laughs> 1990s Italiari kit. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't see that. Individual track links with side plates for your Firefly. Good luck, Which kids. Walked. <laughs> Which walked. Oh, by the way, it's just a sheet of flash. Yeah. And the instructions are wrong. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks for your service. Yeah. Veteran suicide spikes. Yeah. They called it called it lim- uh, yeah Black Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Oh, he opened it up and he saw the amount of glass pieces there were. Yeah. <laughs> they were already they're already crazed in the box. Jeez. Oh, Eddie, oh, don't do that. Poor, 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 anyway, oh, that was the low point. I didn't put anything in the raffle. Everything else was amazing from my point of view. Brilliant. Uh, but I've been I've I've been going since 2018. I've realised. Really? Wow. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Solidly, yeah, every year. Um, so that's that's pretty good going. Uh, Thank and you for your warfare service. No, you you are welcome. Um, and and I can say that this year was probably the best layout yet. I was I, I was I still, impressed. I, I still get yeah. I still get weirded out by Hall One of um, the Farnborough Air Show not being the air show. So. <laughs> I think that's boring Eddie on the way in about oh this is normally where the where, where the Leonardo stand is. This is normally where um, Pratt Whitney yeah. are. It's like. Then I was boring you with my same joke of when you have the random guy who's pointing you in the obvious only direction you can go mm-hmm. about pretending to try to go the complete opposite direction <laughs> and, see, and seeing how confused they look when they're like, they're pointing to the left and you go to the right with a nod and start indicating right. And they go, no, 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 no. to the left. You're like, to the right. <laughs> the, the guy confused the hell out of me actually on the... Um on the way in because uh, he said he said to go over the roundabout which was through a, a no entry sign so Luke and I went up that way uh, and went through the no entry sign and he was talking about chalets and I was like it's not bloody Heidi High like where, where, where's all these chalets and stuff and um, <laughs> yeah we got there in the end but we went the most circumnavigous route and then parked in I think an area that we shouldn't have parked in but it was all fine no one told us off. oh well you know whatever yeah. So, so this year it was held at the Farnborough, Air, Farnborough Airport um, at the, the display halls for the air show, mm-hmm. um, whereas previously it's been held at a leisure centre, which has led to some hilarious um, hilarious yeah. pictures in the past and hilarious experiences of playing Flames of War on a squash court. Oh, man. That, <laughs> um, I, I, was, I was amazed at how quiet it was compared to the squash court because that thing was, was loud when we were there. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was well, it's just because it it's an really exhibition loud. hall, really high ceilings. So... You know, when we all all the tournaments were in the same hall, which is great. You got to all the games. It was a spectacular sight. Mm. Yeah, um, there's a really good demo game. Demo games on that Vietnam one. And oh, uh, they always had these beautiful twenty eight millimeter Cold War game that was going on. The human oh, aircraft. There's always so much, and you always feel so bad because you just don't have any spare energy because you're already playing five games of Flames of War in two days. It's not only that; it's, it's the fact that you guys were playing to your super quick armoured list. I never got to look around anything because my shepherd's pie of a, of, a, of a Soviet list was taking forever to play. Well, that's why I took it. I play a super quick armoured list. Yeah, a bit, a bit jealous. I, I think I need to. I think I need to change that up next time. I do love. I, mm-hmm. I still, I, it's just reinforced my love of, of, of infantry, though. So, I, I mean, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. So, so I think. Just for, for us, obviously, like I say, we've gone into great detail, me and Eddie on our side. So what was your favourite game of the weekend, um, everyone? Um, I really enjoyed playing Rex. Rex was good fun because he, he brought his brigade, uh, his brigade Panzer Fours. 
so that that was that was that was a good laugh because those things there's still there's still a pan you know a pack forty on a on a chassis. I mean the threes to hit, but he was he was not letting me shoot them. So what are you, what are you gonna do? Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean from from that perspective, that was that was that was a good laugh. I, I played Graham's Romanians, and that was a good laugh. I'd never played Romanians before, and that they they were they were sensationally um, strange. Um, like the they're tactics different, aren't stuff. they? They're completely different. Um, uh, so that that was a good laugh. I actually, I really enjoyed that game. I enjoyed all my games really. I, I even enjoyed Martin running over the top of me with a, an angry blob of sappers, which um, <laughs> which I believe he did quite a lot that weekend as well. Yeah, he did pretty well, didn't he? I, th- I think was it second? Hmm. I think. I think uh, second, yeah, yeah. Was it second or third? I can't remember. But, I mean, that was a brutal list. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 I think I think all my games were, were great fun. But I was also, I think I came sixteenth, and I think that might have had a, a an effect on on the quality of gaming as well. Mm. I was down on the fun tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you were sixteenth. Yeah, I was fourteenth. So. Ed, yeah. Eddie, you finished fifth. Fifth in the end. Yep. yep. Best place so far at Warfare for me. Well done. With my B list, which was kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, not the I bees, th- not, not the bees. bees. The bees, they're in my eyes. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not being funny. That that <laughs> list so, so suited you though. It either won or lost in about an hour. Yeah, that was yeah. It. yeah, no, it was. And 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 I mean, that's the thing. It was funny doing those demo games where we were playing, and I, I was trying to balance it out and not have as many king tigers. And I just sat there going the whole time. I wish I had more king tigers. So when I put more king tigers in, it worked really well. Yeah, <laughs> funny enough. That, 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 and that was that um, was that was that was a reoccurring thing though. I mean, not being funny, you look around the the German list that were there. Two slash three king, king tigers was definitely a um, definitely a motif. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, it was hilarious because everyone's sitting there going, "I take two king tigers and a load of chaff, and the chaff dies, or the one of the king tigers gets taken out and the other one runs away." Yep. Uh, so I just took six, and uh, had some very in, very very short, sharp, and deliberate games, shall we say. It well, does feel like it's the answer yeah. to all the double M10C lists. That's for sure. It's like, well, as you I don't care about them. anti-tank 15. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about anti-tank 15. Oh, you've got the side shot. Oh, no, you've taken out one tiger. Oh, I, I had the side shot thing of um, where, like I say, my third game versus Keith, I completely misremembered his deployment zone. Yeah. Had my side exposed to him oh, and man. had um, you know four long-range MTC shots into my uh, side of my King Tigers, which... Ended up quite badly for the King Tigers, as you might expect. <laughs> I was going to say, did, yeah. did that, on a scale of 1 to 10, did that hurt? It hurt very much. <laughs> but so, I, yeah, I think that's that, why you need another 5, so you can just drive the other platoon in and go, ha, ha, ha. But as I was joking, because like, cause both my both my games, I played my Germans and 8-1, effectively, to, to, against me, so I only got two points out of them. Yeah. It means that basically, basically my 14th place mostly comes from playing the Comets. The Comets were clearly the list I enjoyed and played, did the best with. Oh, well, I, nice. I think, but I, I think even when we were road testing the list, that, that was definitely felt like that that was your stronger one. Well, right. I think it helps that it's the one that I actually was enjoying playing. The, the, I don't think I ever really gelled with the Panthers. I just did it no. because they're painted yeah. and they were fairly easiest fit in the case along with the Panthers, um, the Comets. I well, think, and I'm going to speak to I think because now I need to give a shout out to Ian Brooke, who has run the Flames of War campaign yeah. for the past three years. I think at Warfare. As long as I've been doing it, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. um, so he's now standing down and going to actually play. So thank you know, thank <laughs> you for your service, Ian. It's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're going into... Um, I think we're going into 2016. It? I'm trying to think. Oh, my God. Because obviously Ian's been doing it for four years. I think it is 2016. Anyway, I'll, I'll find the actual post on Facebook and, and figure out. A long time. It's been my most. It's just been the most regular tournament I've gone to every year because it just falls in such a nice place. Many, many moons has passed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then because the first first list I ever took was my Forshmiega gliders for oh, early war. Oh game. my god! Nice. Uh, everyone, take off on your bingo card. Uh, Forshmiega glider. Yeah. Uh, Luftlandestrom. That's oh, the no. that's the proper tick. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, we um, ended up. Uh, Ian's standing down, and I think James Wood is stepping up. James Elwood to, to run it next year. Uh, not, all, I don't think. Is it just James Wood? Have you just made that up? Because that's the guy, the guy at Family Guy, isn't it? James Wood High. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Um, it might have be you, James have Wood. Have ter- you made? Have you made a terrible, terrible, terrible faux pas? Probably. But then that I'm allowed to get names wrong because that's my. No, thing. you're right. It is James. It's um, James yeah. Wood. That's my shtick. Yeah. James, James Woody Wood. Uh, so, I think you should give throughout the weekend. If you bring both lists, you should get one additional point for the entire. You know, just like you get oh. start start the weekend with a score of one point for bringing both a red and a blue list. But I'm not trying to gain for competitive advantage. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. No, to, no, no. I'm what? just saying because then, because then, it people who are there just for competitive advantage will have to bring two lists. It's hilarious. It's hilarious watching stuff, watching really uber competitive gamers who want to win at all costs. <coughs> um, oh dear. Come along and watch their head explode when they go, yeah, but people just game it and they'll just do this. And it's like, Mark, that's what you all do. Yeah. And that's what? good because it then means you'll have to bring two lists and therefore you'll be at disadvantage because it's obvious that there is an advantage just running one uber lean list. You know how it works with one stance for the entire weekend. But that isn't what Warfare is about. Warfare is supposed to be about red versus blue a little bit less of a cutthroat knife edge tournament. Mm-hmm. Knife edge cutthroat um, tournament. Yeah, well, you know, conga lining Sherman's blocking me from the objective. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, that was a, oh, unclean, oh. Uh, unclean. I don't know if that's worse than well. No, I mean, yeah, losing, not winning anything. The raffle hurts more than that does because you know the raffle was. I was actually looking forward to playing playing Mark with his Conga Sherman. Were you just saying? Did you just say that you did, you weren't going to be, you weren't looking forward to playing Mark? Just by back. <laughs> oh dear. No, I, I, as as much. I, I take it as a sign of personal growth um, yep. in, tor- in in tournament competitive play that you know he played by the rules. He didn't he didn't break the rules. He didn't bend the rules, and that's fine. And it, okay. he you know yes yes it's massively a, a historical. Yes, it's something that probably shouldn't have happened on a warfare tournament thing, but then that's that's Mark. Mark, Mark can, can plays I make the suggestion? game that way. Can we Mark. please get a shame bell? Like this, this, a shame, 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 exactly, shame. Exactly. shame. And, that, and that's awarded to the person who who has the most shameful, like yeah, shameful experience of the weekend. Yeah, and then they can take a, a engraved bell home. I mean, I I felt pretty dirty when I'm assaulting. A British infantry platoon with two King Tigers, right. which have a two-up motivation, with a, a lucky card for the re-roll for the motivation. <laughs> it's just brutal. It's just horrible. And you just see people's faces. We're like, oh, okay, right, bam, bam, bam. Oh, your pit came in. Oh, it hit. Oh, I saved. Uh, crunch, crunch. 
crunch, crunch. Oh, I didn't do anything. All right, you motivate. Okay, you motivate. All right, I motivate. All right, you motivate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I killed your peer. They go, right, I break off. You're like, oh, well, I'm going to win the game if you do that. What? But, well, I started but with Eddie, and I've just, yeah. The, 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 the King Tigers are really disadvantaged because they're only trained. <laughs> yeah, unless you put the put the one I see in for the three. The, the, the horrible thing is doing the one I see with the platoon of two. I never quite got the platoon of four. I never got the, the sorry, the platoon of three to make a four King Tiger assault mm-hmm. in. But put you put three it's King Tiger. Yeah, I know it is a shame. It would, it's a glorious thing. <laughs> putting putting three King Tigers in with a two up motivation with the automatic re roll for the one I see being in the combat, mm-hmm. which means that you then also get to use the lucky card to save the defensive fire on the way in. That's brutal. That's horrible. That's just like, oh, you hit me with a peer. Oh no, I rolled a one. Lucky. Oh look, I rolled a three. I'm okay. Crunch. Oh, and by the way, old hands. So now they all hit on three. They all roll three plus an assault as well. Oh, yeah, that's the bit that really gets you. Like, old oh god, hands. this is this is the old hands roll for the SS. So if you're the within, CS. yeah, if you're within six inches of the CO, you yeah. become skill three plus. Uh, you filth monger. Yeah, right. <laughs> because. And the reason no one thinks about it is because they only ever take the SS Tigers as a platoon of two in support. Whereas I was running an SS Tiger company, which has an SS1 IC, who has a three-up skill and gives yeah, it to units within six. It's brutal. Shame. Horrible. Shame. Hating <laughs> the other four the other four Vesta King Tigers is saying hi on my list now. Well, I, I, I'm going to oh, start so eyeballing them on eBay now. That's <laughs> to, to, um, to the auction site. So interestingly... Yeah, the Zvezda ones, I really prefer the Battlefront ones. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's like the Scott 4. Because, the, yeah, the Zvezda ones are okay. The, the the barrels are just like a little bit thinner, mm-hmm. a, a little bit more, I don't know, quote-unquote scale as opposed to Battlefront scale. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I prefer the Battlefront ones, I think. And also, you can build the Battlefront ones without the tank, tank tracks yep. on the side of the turret, whereas the Zvezda ones, it's, it leaves massive holes that you have to Yeah, you've you got no choice. Every tank looks the same, which I admit is a failing. Plus, you've got no open cupola. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. You can elevate the gun, and I'm going to be honest, that, 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 that covers a multitude of sins, but I put the gun up and down. So. No, it does, <laughs> but then also they don't fit in the standard Flames of War large tank space. The Zvezda <laughs> ones don't quite fit, oh. whereas the Battlefront ones just about do. Hmm. Okay. Just you know, for, yeah, there you go. I didn't value you. I learned that, so you don't have to. So, other go. than that, my my experience was the um, people should shower more, uh, especially when they're around the bring and buy. <laughs> and um, oh, right. I don't think it's that bad, but it must be no, no, the, the bring and buy. The bring and buy, buy is a it's a hot it's spot. Always, it's, it's it's always been an, an experience, quote unquote. Yes, a thick coat with a knife. It, it kicked out a right honk. <laughs> Um, is how I describe it, and and also the, what is up with so, people wearing like essentially camping gear? Like I can't. Oh yeah, I, massive the, rucksacks. Just just trying to do a U turn. I mean, my god, it was like the QE two trying to like unjam itself from the sewers. <laughs> it's just like come on, come on, come on, dude. Like I mean, I'm not being funny. Jesus. But yeah, that... If you're going to walk around, carry it in front of you so you don't whack people as you turn around with I, your lack of spatial awareness. I really it, think they should have made... A, it's a game of trope the world over, I'm afraid, my friend. I, I, I know. I think the other thing is that they should have advertised better the fact that there was no uh, cash point. Yeah, that's a problem. 
because because mm-hmm. the, not not that I really had a chance to have a look at the too much to bring and buy, but there were yeah, but there was no cash point, and they only took cash. You're like, oh yeah. That, I think they um, at all the other venues they were cash points on site. Yes, so I think they probably just missed. Uh, uh, the that thing is, there are cash points. I'm not sure if there's something they just roll out for various events and not always a permanent fix. You probably, uh, yeah, the banks probably go, oh, I'm going to have enough money. You know, mm-hmm. they probably pay someone to service them, which they probably yeah. didn't for warfare, all, which all is your... fair enough. Um, I mean, by, by day two, it was all right. Um, all your blood money. Yeah, so the, bring, the bring and buy is essentially a big car boot sale. So it's, it's, an, it's a real life eBay. So people bring their, their items. Um, they pay essentially 10p an item to have it on the table to price on because <laughs> um, it's 50p a sheet. No, yeah, it's 50p a sheet and there's five items per sheet. You hand right. it in and then the, the War Games Club runs it. So Because yep. this whole this is a club show. It's by the, the Warfare Gamers of Reading. It, it Gamers was, Association um... Reading. War. Um, hence the Warfare. Um that, it's that, a, it that's not how acronyms work, Teddy, Eddie. Yeah, well, yeah, it's close enough. Um, yeah, no, no, War Games Association of Reading, War Gamers yeah. Association of Reading, and yeah. it's the War Fair. So okay. it's the okay. fair of any, anyway, okay. um, and then they take ten percent of the sale price. Yeah, to um, help fund fun. this and their club for the next year, and it's great because it means you can get there, and there's loads of bits and pieces, and it's. You can actually see the quality of what you're getting, and some stuff sells really well. And every yep. year, people bring massive. But the other thing is, it's all literally just put on a table by a load of volunteers. So they had CCTV this people... year, which was a, a sad in, indictment of uh, where we currently sit. Yeah, I, I saw country. that sign up. Yeah, but it's like modern people bring like four hundred pound painted armies in a case. Oh, I, I know why. So they just sit there yeah. on a case on the end, and you're yep. like, "Well, no one's going to buy that." <laughs> Well, that's what I mean about the cash points, because, because, like, you know, there were some armies and stuff there, and they were, you know, they weren't unreasonable by any stretch of the imagination, but they were no, still no, they're, they're, they're very, very reasonable, but you yeah. need to be really dedicated to get it. There were a couple of scale models that I managed to resist for a day until I got my own cash out, and then went back the next day, and they're gone, which I was quite lucky because <laughs> they were very, they were very, very reasonably priced for brand new inbox scale one one forty eight scale airfix kit uh, Tamiya kits. There we go. Very good. But I mean, I mean, that was so I got really away, I... with the venue mm-hmm. as well, like generally. Yeah, nice toilets. That's yeah, always good. Mainly nice. Oh, they had lovely good. hand uh... soap. I mean, sea kelp. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you, 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 ah, you see that, that... smell the blood money there. And that, <laughs> and for and some reason, for some reason, for some reason, I don't know why, the, the one bottle lasted the whole weekend. There was someone uh, on Sunday morning. There was someone with horrific digestive distress as well in the toilet. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. That was, that was probably me after the curry. Oh my <laughs> days! It sounded like it sounded like the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> um, I not the, a healthy. The table human space being. of the tournaments. The yeah. table space of the tournaments was, was was really sufficient in that we weren't all crammed into each other. Oh, that was lovely. Yeah. Mean, some some places you're kind of like you know you're bumping butts with the table behind, and that's not very nice. Um, Usually have to pay extra for that the, interaction. Yeah. Normally you do, yeah, yeah, cotton. It's a bold play cotton. See yeah. if it pays off. Um normally so the, the the one slight downside and Lean mentioned was the fact that all the vend the, the food vendors and beer vendors had their same sort of 
industry trade show prices mm-hmm. um, oh, catered to the fact that they were so unprepared it was unbelievable like on the on the first morning yeah they just it was like they, they didn't know they didn't open early and you're like okay and then and then they didn't have anything other than black coffee available and that, that's fine for me but you know you think okay and then it was like oh no we got we got some alternative milk uh okay <laughs> That's milk. Yeah, that's like, milk. It was just a bit of a Pad weird. school milk. It was just a bit weird, and then, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I did. There was a bit of a short, sharp intake of breath. I think when people were getting a cup of tea and, and then a slice of cake, and then going, "What do you mean I'm getting no change from a tenner?" Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was that was warfare. Fantastic show. Very excited. Already said I'm going for next year. Um. What do you know what it is next year? Was, they announced it. I can't it remember is. what they said. They have announced it. I believe it's the 11th and 12th of November. Yeah, and, and it's, it's late war again? Uh, yes, they've announced it is late war. Um, it's going to be whatever the opposite. It's always going to be opposite to what Nationals is, they said. Which yeah. is, I think it's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, so Nationals, nationals is... we're coming into events late later. I've got a list of new ones. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and it's, yeah, late war. It will be late war again. Um. So I'm I'm 100 percent there because I think it's a fantastic weekend. Lee, are you coming again? Uh, yeah, I didn't entirely hate it, so um, yeah, probably. I've been comments along. Yes, I probably won't be. I think think I've decided. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've decided. But I I I hate I I hate playing my brigade panthers more. I actually play hate doing red and blue. So I might just bring the comments next time and just grin and bear it. And that's yeah. So that's the thing. And and I was kind of feeling the way wow. that actually I probably would have done you know yes I did okay with my King Tigers but I think I would have done better with my British in a lot of the matchups. However, maybe it's just about finding two good lists if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I just need to play around some. Jer- I, I'm happy with the British list. If the points say the same. I'll probably just use the Brits as is. Okay. Um, I just need to find a German list. I like probably what you do. Yeah, I I hear Eddie's got six I'm- King Tigers for sale. <laughs> I might get my King Tigers and Grills done. Just yeah. use, just do yeah. Eddie's yeah. yeah. list. Yeah, by that point, everyone would be turning up with uh, nothing but typhoons. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 full, full disclaimer. I, I, I want some typhoons now. Oh right. yeah, we should have a shout out here because um, obviously your star, your star unit of the of the tournament was your Stermovics, wasn't it? Stermovics were awesome. They were lovely. That they could have been even more <laughs> awesome as well if their four up firepower would have been a bit, a bit more. Um, a bit more favourable, a bit um, more four up, as opposed a bit more four uppy. <laughs> yeah, because bailing a, an SS King Tiger is kind of pointless. Oh, Funnily enough, yeah, no, no, but harsh. you know, it, it's fine, it's fine. But they killed, they killed thir- thirteen confirmed for kills across. Uh, oh, that's that's armored tank teams across. Um, yep. five games. Um, they made a mess of the Romanians. Um, the Tacums had no response. Uh, they 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 threatened. Yeah, I think the, the best one I had was against uh, uh, Mike Clacker, Sasanta. Yep. And I think I managed to hit uh, eight M10s and uh, a mortar platoon with one volley. <laughs> That's nuts. I killed three three M10s in that game, um, just with rockets. I didn't. Wow. I, did, I barely fired my cannons. I was just like rocketing and bombing, bombing stuff. It was brilliant. I mean, that's that's what you want, though, is when you sit there and go, yep, you're all clumped together. Yep. And I think people have forgotten how to fight against air. People just people, forget. People completely have forgotten about air. 
completely or, or they're just like well it's all right it won't turn up and I, I reckon it, it, there were some games it was turning up six turns out of, or four turns out of six or, or six turns out of eight you know far far more often yeah. than it probably should have done and it, and it and it is a bit it is a bit psychologically draining and and also mm. you've got you've got these things like um camp groups uh, i played pool with the camp groups sure boda where the 88s can yeah. barrage but that was his second artillery template and he had to then make a choice about whether he wanted to fire aa or fire in in his turn <laughs> with his, with his 88s <laughs> yeah so he was not firing his 88s but that just meant there was like well, okay let's go hunt okay. hunting some king tigers yeah I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah, typhoons are coming for the for my for my fifty uh, uh, second uh, lowland Hi- definitely lowland 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 division. Yeah, stupid high, right. stupid bloody mountaineers. The lowland who are mountaineers fighting well, was the e- low countries. There was even that one <laughs> table, wasn't there, where I could actually use it. <laughs> <laughs> the big cliff sides. Yeah, yeah, one of Rex's tables that he bought, and it was like a massive cliff, and I was like, "Oh, right." And it's snow covered. This would have been perfect. Yeah. Never mind. But yeah, aircraft are the way forward. If anyone tells you anything different, they're they're, they're denying them. You know, they're just in denial. <laughs> nice. Right. All right. Speaking of aircraft. Yeah. How, how do you play... Red Door. As I say, how do you invade the United States, Lee? Um, carefully. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, not through, not through, uh, like Florida. This gives not, you not the hell at me not, on this. Not through the land bridge of Mexico for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. I, I um, really yeah. So we're talking about. It's about Red Dawn, the invasion of America, which is a um, new World War Three Team Yankee um, source book. Uh, as the name suggests, it deals with um, the fictional invasion of North America via Canada and um, Texas. As the Russians try and um, break the stalemate that's developed in the um, Team Yankee universe. Because I think their the background basically says that after NATO's counterattack, which most of the book, previous books dealt with, it deals with like NATO stabilizing the lines when um, counterattacking towards Leipzig. Um, that basically ends in a stalemate. And then to break that stalemate, Russia decides, for reasons that aren't quite entirely apparent, <laughs> to um, invade North America. Um, and so it does so by... Yeah. does so by a... Um, amphibious invasion of British Columbia. And then, like I say, amphibious invasion of Texas. Um, so it's kind of based on Red Dawn, but it also kind of misses the bits that Red Dawn had, which made it, well, not not a plausible scenario. It's still fairly implausible, but at least made it make Red, kind of sense. Red Dawny. Yeah. Because <laughs> in, in the movie, basically, it's a massive like nuclear decapitation, which takes up Washington, most of silos, and um, various key Air Force bases. And then they do a land invasion purely via Mexico, along with um, various air assaults to capture the key passes and the mountains, that kind of thing. Whereas this book, was, yeah, the, the Team Yankee universe kind of doesn't. So I'm, I'm pretty sure the Americans might have gone nuclear much earlier in this scenario. But <laughs> hey, there is there. But as, as always with Team Yankee, it's not so much the background you're paying for, it's, it's the list. I mean, you can do your own background. Um, so, cause I, always, I always quite oh, like the um, computer game, World of Conflict. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that was set in like a late 80s, um, where basically, as the Soviet Union is starting to break, um, they basically counter that by doing an invasion into Germany. Um, and so, they have the, inf- the invasion of America in that is basically to take out Star Wars. Cause they don't, don't realise Star Wars is a massive bluff. Right. And the Americans don't want them to know it's a massive bluff. So they're like, they try and defend um, this research facility that's in Washington State. And they're desperate because they, they realise the game's up if the Russians actually realise the Americans can't shoot down all the nukes. Yeah. Um, so it's a much more limited scenario, and it makes it's kind of done with a lot more, which makes it a, a slightly more uh, believable. Still pushing it, but it makes it at least you know, <laughs> makes a kind of sense. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, that side, you get some, you get a, b- a brief explanation of the invasion of character. So well done, Darren. You dropped that ball. Um, yeah, thanks, Darren. <laughs> Jeez, you had one, one job. It, yeah. <laughs> there's one interesting little tidbit which is they show the silhouettes on the on the map basically and it shows a normal site you know btr and um m113s but also it shows a canadian wheeled apc that's kind of like an um, american lav 25 oh but six wheeled i think this is something that's coming out well i mean there's been various rumors that fr- there might be a free nations version too you know with like um french getting the clerks and canada Getting something, so maybe that's Ooh. a something Canada gets what, the new infantry what, list. Or what would the Dutch get? So pancakes, pancakes, oh. yeah. <laughs> waffles. Oh, the poor Dutch! The poor Dutch. <laughs> they, might, they might get leopard, cheap Leopard two A sixes. So you know, sorry, Leopard two A five. A sixes be fantastic, but really, but really super expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, and, and then the sort of the invasion of um, Texas just shows them basically coming in via um, Corpus Christi and sort of. Moving north towards Fort Worth and into Oklahoma and New Mexico. So um, yeah, apparently this entire Soviet invasion is going is key on actually invading the most gun-ridden state of the north of the United States. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you going to rural Texas? Like this, I'm sure this will go really well. Yeah, if you're in your APC, you're all right, right? I mean, yeah. I, 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 I tell, if any state is going to have people with um, anti-tank ABC. weapons for yeah. home defence, it's going to be Texas. <laughs> what, the G- Jim, Jim Bowie and Davy Crockett? Yeah, just... just... Uh, well, we've actually got a literal Davy Crockett rocket there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they, no, they don't want that. That's, my... that's the nuclear bazooka, isn't it? Yeah, so that's my, it's my home, my home defence tactical nuke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Right to bear arms, nuclear arms. <laughs> Yeah, who thought that was a great idea? Um, yeah, so yeah, but all this is really just an excuse to get into um, the VDV, Soviet Airborne yes. Forces, basically. VDV. I did notice they don't have stripy t-shirts on Lee. What's going on with that? Do we not have stripy t-shirts on? Oh, not that I can see. Yeah, they all got really cool um, um, Ken KM. K suits, I can't remember the cord now. Is that what they had? The camo suits, blue ones. Yeah, we'll get onto the models in a minute. I have issues with that, but uh oh, <laughs> of course you do. I oh, know, no. it's not, it, issues, issues is probably the wrong word. So I think it's just my pet hate because, and it's not battlefront. Everyone does this overstating berets and specialist forces. But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know? Do you know what really protects your head? Yeah, so, combat zone, Lee. Cloth, a, a bit of felt. Yeah. 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 
I mean, admittedly, you get things like the commandos crossing um, Pegasus Bridge and then like taking casualties from snipers because they're not wearing their helmets. So it's not, it is a thing. I get that. It just feels like. Yeah. But anyway, yes, we're going to. Uh-oh. The <laughs> he's, he's off. He's gone. So yeah, we got Soviet force diagram. Effectively, we got four new, four new formations and repeats all the formations from Red Thunder. Uh, um, Red Thunder. That's version one. Um, World War Three Soviets as well. So, so does that mean mm-hmm. you can take conventional forces as well? Correct. This is their way of combining the books. It just say see World War Three to feel these formations in your Soviet force. Mm. So you got all the right, you know, T eighties, conventional T sixty fours. We come to that a sec. T seventy twos, T sixty two Ms, T fifty fives, shot company, all, all that's there as well. Nice. And then you got the four new formations of the BMD Air Assault Battalion. The Afghanistan BMD Air Assault Battalion, which is basically to the Afghanistan what um, the T eighty shot company is to T eighty battalion. No, um, a T sixty four BV tank battalion, and BV in this case doesn't stand for boiling vessel. Yeah, um, and the T seventy two B tank battalion, which to be fair was in the Warsaw Pact book um, yeah. at the back, and this is them integrating it properly into the Soviets effectively. Nice. In the actual force diagram itself, we also get one new addition, which is sorry, two new, the Su Su seventeen gets um, in the book as well, but also we get an extra OP option with the B um, BMD one OP along with the BMP OP. So still, still no ground uh, observer man. No, it's just a basically different vehicle. Yeah, and there's also one extra artillery option, which is the two S nine Nona um, Supreme so Mortar. <laughs> the most brutal unit in the game right now. Italian grandmother, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so quickly going into the formations. Um, BMDs, basically, much like a BMP. Um, Is there any real difference? Similar sort of armour, pun. Is there any real difference apart from carrying ca- carrying capacity? Well, bizarrely, carrying capacity is the same because it's still passenger two. In real life, it's basically a squeeze to get five guys in. Um, because of the way Team Yankee works, they have to still have the RPG team separate to the AK right. teams. So what would normally be five guys, which would be an RPG, but it'd be more integrating the squad. So I was thinking they were going to have basically these companies be an AK team that can fire as an RPG team, effectively. Or like a limited almost. Mate, well, not even limited, because effectively there'd be one per stand anyway. Like one per stand. Yeah, you yeah, where's where's you'd have the RPG eighteen normally? It would, it would be the, it would just be the RPG seven. Mm. They've kept it much like a standard Soviet um, BMP company, where the AK teams and the RPG teams. Right. And to do that, you have to make the BMD passenger two. Right. So the only real effective difference. <laughs> yeah, mm. the only real effective difference is that um, it's got a worse cross at four plus, and okay. it's slightly faster on some of the dashes. Okay. But um, otherwise, it's the BMD-1 and BMD-2 are mostly similar to their BMP-1 and BMP-2 counterparts. You know, it's just a choice of their, um, sm- the 73mm with an AT-3 or um, a 30mm autocarron with uh, the AT-5 spandrel. Mm. Interesting. Okay. The companies themselves don't have PKMs in. So you get like 10 AK stands and 9 RPG teams and then 10 BMDs at full strength. But you don't get the two PKMs and the extra transports. You buy mm-hmm. them separately. And you only get oh, one okay. rather than two stands. 
So you don't have to take but, them. You can you can you can add them in, but you don't. You're not obliged to. Correct. Yeah. Um, you can upgrade to have the RPG Seven VR, which obviously is practically a must. Um, that gives you anti tank nineteen firepower two, um, <laughs> rocket system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like super cheap. Two points for the whole company. But also you can then add in a PKM team, a AGS seventeen team, and up to two Gremlin teams with their man pads. And they ride around what's called a BTRD, which is basically um having realized that the BMD was quite small and couldn't really carry a lot of guys, they made an APC version on a slightly stretched chassis. Okay. Right. And then just to make it extra fun, they then put a grenade launcher on it. <laughs> really? Yeah, to be fair, the grain launchers don't really do much because it's only one of them, so it's only rate of fire free like an MG team. But you get that plus an MG, and it's got a slightly better anti-tank and anti-tank free. Yeah, but you've got a grenade launcher. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so quite, they're quite pricey because the actual infantry, are they're still hit on freeze, but yeah. they are fearless. Fully fearless, apart from um, no, fully and they're skill four plus, much like the old um, Afghanist air assault guys are. But and they also counter attack mm-hmm. on three, don't they? Yep, yeah. Like I say so... fully fearless. Um, so whereas no, most Soviets, you get up close. I mean, you can't really do anything because apparently only World War Two Soviets have a hit on two plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this one, like say they hit on fours, so they're, you know, they're as good an assault as say a Dutch are or some of the other like um, you know NATO guys. Dutch. So they can actually get there and like fight somebody off the table. The actual, um, like I say, you got in your formation, you've got a choice between having BMP, BMD ones and BMD twos. You can you, mix and match them in the format. Do you have a preference? I. That's a good question. I mean, I, I've always rated the water cannon and eighty five mm. spandrel combination. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not a huge points jump. It's basically an extra three points per company, effectively. I was going to say, I should modify that question to say, like, it, 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 historical versus ahistorical, if you like. So, so in, in Red Dawn, when they're fighting, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the the likewise forces for the US, do you, do you yeah. favour one over the other? And also on, on, the, um, on the continent, you know, on the European mainland, do you, do you think one's yeah. better than the other? I mean, if you're playing historical Americans, so basically all you're facing is M60s and um, homebrewed rules for M48A5s, apparently we still don't get those. For doing like um, National Guard and that kind of yeah. thing, I, I suspect, you know, the Spandrel will be, um, sorry, their um, BMD1 would be more than sufficient. Okay. Um, if you're facing like top tier NATO stuff, and we, we know the Spandrels actually start struggling because the front armour, yeah, 20s and that, against the anti-tank 21. So at that point, maybe you still you do just stick with the BMD ward and just enjoy that extra hitting power, you know, the extra firepower, the something three millimeter for digging out infantry, and just you know leave the air um, anti tank to the aircraft and that kind of thing. Hmm, that's a, it's an interesting one. When I saw when I saw that, I was like, well, I wonder if this this might flip it because I, I I don't necessarily think the autocannon super. Like I, I I'm, not, I'm not. It's not like what? I'm never leave home without it type thing. I've got some, but I just. No. Yeah, and I never quite I, see the, the use. No, I, I always sort of go towards your account. Just kind of, I, I like the anti-helicopter and the fact it's got a stabiliser. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the anti-tank 10 with no heat can sometimes be surprisingly effective against um, enemy tanks. Um, right. 
Although, again, that's getting less and less the case now that the almost a standard side armor is 10. That stopped being a thing. Yeah. Um, but against chieftains, it can still be surprisingly good because, um, as Nathan proved, when he keeps side armor in my chieftains, <laughs> side armor six and hit me with an anti tank 10. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, be, I, 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 I still probably default BM2, but the nice thing is the kit builds both. It's like the BMP, okay. it does both turrets and it lets you, you know, has all the bits so you can build both turrets and swap them out as you need to. Nice. That's nice. Um, yeah, so formation is you've got three of those companies, like say you can mix the, what the companies are equipped with. You then got the first instance of a man pack mortar, BM, BM37. So, which is a standard 81 millimeter mortar. Weirdly, these are based two mortars to a large base I, rather I than re- being individual mortars. I really wish I'd asked the question when we, we spoke to, to Pete and then to, to Phil and, and Chris what, why they chose to do that on the large ones. Mm. I, I, and then I, the only thing I could think of is that all the Soviet support weapons come, come on large bases. Mm. They do, but I mean, in in World War the World War Two game, the mortars always still been a medium base. It's it's very it's odd one to suddenly change, but on the other hand, it's the first time mortars appear in the game. So maybe if they do these mortars for other NATO forces, and they said they're not going to be retrofitted, but there might be other light infantry forces that do mm. get them. Um, Will they standardise that? I mean, the mortars still count as two guns firing. Yeah, they do. They the do. real detriment is that if you lose one mortar, obviously you're then down to being you know, a one stand platoon, which is a bit. <laughs> you're on a last last stand check now, aren't you? Last stand yeah. at that point, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you courage three plus, but even so, it's it's a big trick. Uh, like most sort of eighty one, eighty two millimeter mortars, it's got a, a range of fifty six. Obviously, the improvements in the ammo and propellants means they got more range than their World War Two counterparts. It can fire smoke bombardments, firepower four. It's a really handy little unit to have. They're not, they're not expensive. Plus, it's either. got its little bit. Not at all. Yeah, two points. It gets you two of them. And the oh. best thing is that they don't take up the same box as the next option, which is a Nona. Oh my god! Which is basically um, the carnation of the airborne forces, effectively, <laughs> and the rest. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you, you, it, you thought that these were as good as they they were when they first came out, did you, Eddie? And then it was like, no, no, no. Have a look at look again. Look again. Yeah. Then I look closer. <laughs> and then right, I realised right. that I had chosen poorly. Yes, yeah. yeah, so this is basically a BTR <laughs> chassis, BTR lengthened chassis, and then they mounted a really weird one twenty millimeter gun mortar. So it's a breech loading mortar <laughs> that can fire directly like a gun. It's a really, it's, it's a very interesting weapon. Yeah. Um, but what it means is effectively you've got a one twenty millimeter mortar for indirect fire, so sixty four inch range. 80 tank four firepower three. So it's quite a hard hit bombardment. Harsh. Yep. Uh, and it can fire smoke bombardments. Oh, lovely. Yep. But just, you, just... Can drop, you can drop the sights down, and you've got a range twenty rate of fire one slow firing, anti tank twenty firepower two gun, brutal gun, which can also fire direct fire smoke. It's, it's, it's... And, and all that for the low low price of. <laughs> and it's on a tiny chassis. Yeah, so it's yeah. armor two, you know, it's yeah. still hit on threes, but obviously you can take a platoon of six of them, and then they're two points a tank, so that's uh, that's only twelve points. Yeah, but they're slightly more expensive than a carnation. Um, <laughs> they got 
they they got slightly less um, direct fighting tank because obviously a carnation's anti tank twenty two. But um... Eddie, can you find that tiny fiddle for me? I, I can't. I can't see it. I mean, you know, and, and it's fine because they can parachute in, of course. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's six. So you in bombardments, you're re-rolling misses. Yep. And then you've got six direct fire shots against a platoon of infantry. Yeah. With, with but I mean, to be honest, I'm going to have six, but I'm going to take three in the formation and three in the force support. So you can just no. like, get bombardments. No. No, just take the six. You reckon? Yep. Rerolling hits is really, just, really nice. For, for, or, or, true. Or, Skill or, get, plus, or get, so that's, or get yeah. 12, Lee. I mean, you know. I mean, that is always an option. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> I, 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 why I, wouldn't you? I thought that, uh, but I mean, I had the 120 mil mortars, uh, the six of those the weekend, and they just they just ate infantry. They just, yep. they just chomp them up. Rerolling hits, then rerolling saves under the repeat bombardment with the three up firepower. It's pretty pretty grim. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a good unit. You can take two platoons to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's twenty four. So points next up then. is. It's, well, yeah, it is twenty four points, but that's still, like that's half, like say half, a lot of firepower. Is that half a leopard? <laughs> I don't, you know, half a leopard. <laughs> is it, There's is half it a leopard left, left when they hit. So. Is, it, is it a yeah. death leopard? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Right, so next up is the first of the anti-tank options, which is the um, ASU-85, which is weird an absolutely thing. weird thing. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, take the, it's the same chassis as a PT-76, if I remember rightly. And then they combined it with the 85mm, the same 85mm as a T-34 used in World War Two. Right. So it basically give like um, an... an Tank platform, though, by this point, it's not made tanks that would actually be too worried about it. Do, do, do you know what this is? This is this is a wannabe S tank. That's all I can see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it is it a BS tank in that it case? Is. Is yeah. it's, 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 it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. It's dead to me. It's one of those things that made a lot of sense until the BMD came along. So basically, the idea by having the BMD is you don't need these because obviously the infantry have their own, you know, assault yeah. gun in the form of the, the infantry fighting vehicle. But when there were just parachutists with no, um, no organic, um, in, you know, transports, these things were a godsend. Yeah, it gave them that high, that high value tank. It's just that you know, by nineteen eighty five, they're you know really showing their age. Uh, what's but, the side armor of a, an M one or? Uh, side armor M one is eight against um, kinetic rounds, and then goes to sixteen versus um, heat rounds. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's Oof. not really going to do much in ambush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not even ambush. I was just thinking about, like, you know, defensive fire no. against the assault kind of thing. The, the but tiny, what you get. The I mean... tiny pitter patter of, of 85 mil rounds off the outside <laughs> of your. <laughs> it's dirt cheap. Um, it, firepower 3 plus, it can dig out enemy infantry with a range of 32. The problem is, only an armor of five, it's not going to stand up long to if they have any kind of inter- in- organic so, tank, including dragons. Or, or a stiff say, wind. Say, say again. Uh, armor, front armor. Five. Five. <laughs> yeah. So even, I mean, the drag, yeah. even a dragon can feel useful. <laughs> I'm useful! <laughs> <laughs> front armor five, you're struggling in mid war. <laughs> This, this, yeah. this is this is another breakdown of the um the point system, isn't it? Because this is this is weirdly more expensive than a T fifty five. Because I think a T fifty five is point point each. 
Yeah, and these are six points for five. Well, I, I think so. This is one of the ones where you can look at it in isolation in a tournament thing, but it's the, I think it's the parachute rule that you're really paying for here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it? it's for the it's... in theme thing. And again, if you're facing a load of a load of uh, I don't know Montanans driving around in pickup trucks, <laughs> uh, you know, an eighty-five mil gun might be might be quite handy then. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean. I think that's it. It's, it's, it's context is everything for this unit because if you look at it on, by itself, it's a bit poo. Or if all you, all you got is half tracks. Oh, well, not half tracks. <laughs> half, um, half tracks. M113s or yeah, you yeah, know, warrior yeah. mech. If you're mech infantry, you're going to be going, oh, okay. Yes, you can kill them if you hit them, but only with your missiles. You're immune to machine gun fire. I mean, it's quite funny. I'm, I'm clutching at straws here. Are, they, are these are these <laughs> resin kits as well? Are these, are these re- resin? resin yes. Yeah, so the, the BMD Oof. one and two are plastic. Um, the BM, sorry, BTRD um, chassis are all um, resin, but with um, the new um, yeah, oh, Cynocast. Cynocast um, tracks, which actually work quite nicely when I built the ones from the box. I like nice. I, I like them. It's weird. Yeah, you're you're yeah. right. You can you can you can just bolt gun them to the side of a track and and everything's fine. There's no warpage. Yeah. Um, I, I believe like I believe this will also be at some sort of thing. It'll be at resin a resin hole, a metal, and then like um the Sinocast barrels and tracks. I mean, they do look like a stug. So I mean, they're they are quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> they do look cool. Yeah, they're wrong. They're, they're, they're yeah, like, yeah, they're they're models. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, um, next up you get a little. Okay. Yeah. 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 A little bit of recce with a BRDM because you can chuck that on the parachute. Yeah. Um, you then get for next to the BTRD, um, sorry, BTR chassis, which is the BTRD, which is just basically take a spandrel, mount it on the roof, and put some missile racks inside with the reloads. I was going <laughs> to say, is this, is this like the um, the the sort of the the, the mini storm? Yeah, this is like the little um, little span the uh, um, BRDM spandrel um, okay. thing. It's, it's the same points. Um, I mean, it's got better armor than than those um, little spandrel wheel vehicles. Better mobility because it's tracked. Yeah. It's got a machine gun, which I believe that. So I'm not quite sure. It's, it feels like it's really. Che- <laughs> you get a bit of a bargain at three points for these things compared to a sp- an eighty five spandrel uh, uh, vehicle. Uh, also, so. can we just have some context? Because you, you said it's got better front armor, but that front armor armory is too lean. I mean, it, it, it's, it's still, <laughs> yeah, but no. against, but the amount of times I've lost those little things, machine gun fire is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Granted. Granted. And then the final BTR sashi, apart from the OP vehicle, which is just basically a BTR D. Oh, this this, this thing's so cool. It's a BTR ZD 23mm, which is basically you take a BTR D and you just literally put a a ZAU 23-2 machine gun, um, anti-aircraft gun platform on top. So cool. (laughs) Um, it's, also, it's it's also got all the um like um internally all the storage for um the a SA fourteen missile, so you have got the option of either firing as a rate of fire five cannon with manual <laughs> tracking, <laughs> so against air yep. against fit, um, fast jets you're on a plus one to hit, or you can fire a single missile shot off from each vehicle. So it's so guided AA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this is a budget. What's the what's the multi purpose cannon and missile? Is a on... Yeah, it's a budget to Guska. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, budget to Guska. Yeah. yeah. 
But I think it's, it's so. If cool. you order Tuguska off Wish, exactly. yeah, they say you can parachute it as well. It's lightweight. Yeah. And when they say it's armoured, it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is because you've got these guys hanging on the outside on, what, on a complete unprotected platform, it's basically they're giving it armour zero on all facings because yeah. obviously it's really easy to disable this thing. Yep. Yeah, the vehicle's still fine, but unfortunately, guys in top are like literally, you know. Hamburger at this point. Well, if you disable I mean, the enemy's face, he is unable <laughs> to fire the AA gun. I mean, the, 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 the testicles on these guys, though, to just sit on top of it. I mean, it must be huge. It yeah, must, must tilt at that point. And I mean, it's, it's like airborne forces. Amphibious, though. <laughs> amphibious. It is amphibious. Yeah. So you deep wade with people sat on the on the top. Yeah. This is this is fine I mean, because it's unnecessary. You can't really use these guys as an anti-infantry anti thing. I think they're a bit too vulnerable to enemy's return fire, but you keep these guys back and just use them to fire the missiles off and just be in range if the enemy gets too close with it with their own helicopters. Yeah. I, I think they're perfect. You know, backed up by the um, double SA-14s you get in the actual companies themselves. There's a lot of firepower there. I, I think you take them because they're in formation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like for, for, even if you take... take well. Two or three of them. Well, it's so cheap. Yeah, it's a like point, a pointer tank. Yeah, yeah. As a little and... tip, if you buy if you buy the starter, you get free BTR um, Ds effectively. They're advertised as being the AA one, but you do get all the bits to build them as either the transport version if you get add the, the weapon attachments, right, or the anti or the anti tank version, and you get the cards too. Ooh. So it's all but no. So they, they, they only talk about the AA one. You get everything you need to use them as the other versions as well. The only thing you don't get is your card for the OP, but that's not exactly a hard one to work out. Yeah. Just delete everything. Yep. Right. Next formation is basically the same again, but instead of being a battalion, it's now a company because now we've got uh, sort of hardened veterans come back from Afghanistan. Um, no, no, what they're doing. So they've taken. Horrendous casualties, but they learnt all their lessons because they become skill free, and they become hit on four plus. Ooh! But you don't fill them as a battalion with multiple companies. You fill them as a company with multiple platoons. So okay. each so each unit is only um, three AK stands and three RPG stands and three transports. Oof! And then you can upgrade those um, RPGs to RPG seven VRs. But term, but weapon attachments, you basically get one weapon attachment for the whole company. Um, so the HQ can buy the PKM, the grenade launcher, the Gremlin, and then attach that out to those companies. Yeah, old school. So, yeah. And you have, but other than that, you get the mortars. The mortars are also score three plus. They're um, little um, Afghan little um, BM thirty sevens. Yeah. Um, and their cost jumps considerably. They go from two points to five points. Three up scale, yeah. But and then all the other attachments basically are the same as in the standard um, battalion, basically. So nothing else changes. One thing to note is you only you don't get for some reason BRDM recce information. I don't know why yeah. that disappears, but you get you yeah. get the owners, you get the ASU eighty fives and the BTRDs and ZDs and the mortars, but no B, no BRDMs. It's really weird. Did you mention that the mortars count as two guns? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's right. Does the um does the does the uh, ASU to hit value change, or is it say at three plus the, the veterans? I think it says at three plus. Let's quickly check. 
I just, I just that wonder, weird, yeah. There's that weird thing when Team Yankee is no nuance of things being cautious like there is in. Um, yeah. It's hit on three plus, yeah. So it's the same as everything else. Even though it's from the yeah from the veteran run. Yeah. 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 So um yeah so it's, it's a good it. one if you start. Pardon? Veterans worth it over regular ones. I think it's a good one if you're starting out, because um, it means you can take that starter box and basically you've got a you know a full Afghansty company basically that would otherwise guys in. And the hit on fours and better hit on freeze and assault makes them quite nasty. Hmm. I quite like the idea of having the Afghansty as um, a support um, formation. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, a support platoon, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you have like the normal guys, and you have like one platoon of these guys dropping on their BMDs. Who, who, are, who are full potato hit on four guys? Yeah. Mm. Just to bolster them up. That's interesting. Um, I think I prefer the non veteran ones overall, though, but obviously it is a much bigger investment to buy all the stuff you need for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, um, next formation T64 BVs. So basically, organized much like a standard T64 unit, it's just this one. Two of the, two, the two mantra companies are equipped with a T64 BV, and the third company can either be a standard T64 or the BV. BV differs really only by having better front armor 18, mm-hmm. um, better side armor at 10 versus 9. And then having the era rule, so you, you count as um, you know side armor sixteen versus heat rounds. Yeah, which can be handy. Um, yeah, very lo- nice looking model. I really like the look of it. It's kind of weird though, because like I say, it, in much the same way as a T sixty four makes a T seventy two A redundant in the Soviets, this makes a T seventy two B redundant in the Soviets because. <laughs> It's that if you want the high-end tank, you've got a T-80. If you want your low-end tank, you've got your T-62M. If you want yeah. your mid-range tank, you've got your T-64. And it's only, it's only like a point more expensive than it for um, than a T-62B, and it's got that advanced stabiliser. Oof. And that's the, only, that's the only real difference between that and the T-72B is the advanced stabiliser. Uh, frankly, advanced stabiliser is worth that one-point upgrade. <laughs> frankly. <laughs> So it's especially a, yeah. when you've got rate of fire one. So where do you where do you see these yeah. appearing, if at all? I I, I think they'll be quite popular. Um, I think I can see. I mean, T sixty four has always had its fans. I think this obviously just takes it and improves it by giving it extra armor value. Um, I I the bit I struggle with is, is seeing T seventy two Bs outside of Warsaw Pact Force in Soviets. I think if you're looking for that kind of mid range tank with Era, you just gonna go for the T sixty four, and it's quite a, a it's quite a points drop over T eighty. So it's this it, it, it is very much a mid range tank compared to T eighty, mm. um, but it's obviously closes a gap up on the T eighty quite a lot with the armor, because obviously it's now got the um, eighteen versus twenty side armor's the same, era's the same. It's just you're right. It's just so a bit of a weird I, one, isn't it? Hmm. It is. It's kind. Of, it's quite kind of interesting. It's like you know, do you do this with a T seventy two B kit out? But I mean, I, I like they did because, like I say, it's a really nice looking model. It's um, and T seventy two B will still have its use with the um, Warsaw Pact guys. It's just kind of a harder sell for the Soviets, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the next formation, which is like I say, the T seventy two B. 
like I say, very it's a very similar tank to the T64. In fact, it's one less sidearm. It's sidearm nine, not sidearm ten. But like I say three of them, three of them are fifteen versus three T64s, which are thirteen. What? Oh, sorry, that's a T64. Sixteen for the T64BV. So it's like one point more expensive for better side armor and amount of stabilizers. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? So as much as I like the T62B, it's, it's staying East German colours. That's where it's. That's where. <laughs> Holy. Yeah, and then you get a repeat of all the like you know BMP3s, BMP2s, BTRs, Carnations. Oh, they only take twenty-one, not twenty. So um, go. some Guskers, Shulkers, Gophers. I'm actually surprised how much I repeat. I just assumed they just say refer to you know World War Three book, but they actually they pretty much repeated most of the support options it's... in the book. So it's a nice little standalone book if you were getting into absolutely, which is no bad thing. Um, and then you like to say you got the Hinds. So yeah, so basically, if you're doing the air assault missions, your choice really is either you go Afghansty because they got those extra Hind units in, and they're basically they're para- using like parachutists, they parachute in, or you give them the hips, or you got their um, VDV effectively, who now have their you know parachutable IFEs that come in but don't have that you know, organic helicopter support. Mm-hmm. They just have the one you get in the force. Mm. So yeah. All of which brings us to the, yeah, the main thing is but the airborne assault rules. Yes! Um, so basically it's a whole section here saying here's how you add transport helicopters to just about every form every army in the, in the books apart from oil wars and free nations. Yeah I know. Where's, where's my Iranians? Yeah, where's your, where's your Dutch Airborne? Yeah, yeah so. Dutch, Dutch Airborne. Yeah. Um, it's basically an air assault mission. Um, and in this mission, in a mission with airborne reserves, you may only deploy aircraft and their passengers and parachute infantry and vehicles from airborne formations at the start of the game. Which I take to mean that you can't even have like um, strike aircraft and attack helicopters on unless they're, part of the, unless they're being used to carry passengers. Ooh. Yeah, which changed my because it's aircraft and their passengers. May deploy aircraft and their passengers and parachute infantry. There seems to be any allowance for um, attack helicopters or strike aircraft. Imagery, where is it? Oh, I, I sense an Atfield Yates. Hmm. Well, there's another thing, another thing that bugs me. I can't see anywhere where you can choose what time you attack, what time of day you attack in. Well, obviously, because sure you won't do this mission. That you'll, yeah, I'm sure you won't be able to attack at night, but I can't see it anywhere as an option. Well, so you... you, you... <laughs> do you, know, do you attacking in broad daylight, which yeah. seems like a you know horrendous idea. So it sounds like a <laughs> I would career, say career-limiting that... uh, option. Mm-hmm. I'd say that aircraft... It should be aircraft. Aircraft and their passengers. Aircraft, comma. Yes. It's missing a comma. Aircraft, aircraft comma. comma. And their passengers. Well, aircraft bracket and their passengers close bracket, well, if what, applicable. Why, I'll tell you what, why don't we play it one way, like as per the book, and then mm-hmm. we'll play the other way and see which one feels better. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Because, but yeah, yeah, it might work. Yeah, so in your assault mission, like I say, you, can, you only get the guys basically and drop in as your actual main, fo- your main force. Everything else is going to reserve. Um, it's scattered reserves for both sides, deep scattered delay reserves for the defender. And scattered delay reserves for the attacker. Um, you choose, you roll for quarters to see where the parachutes come in, and then the helicopters obviously get tubes. But um, 
defend has the first turn. So you work out your attacking parachutes, deploy them. Then defender gets the first turn. Everything starts pinned and bailed out. And then the attacker's first turn, they can then obviously bring their helicopters on to bring any helicopter-based forces on. Hmm. But your yeah, defender still has 6% of the force on, so it's going to be a very hard struggle because both sides effectively are equal strength. You know, both sides are 6%. Hmm. Um, the attackers are going to get shot to hell in the, in the first turn if they parachute in. Ironically, ironically, do you actually want to bring strike aircraft on this mission? Because you're not going to be able to... You're going to have stuff all over the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are, you actually going, are you actually going to be able to get a, a strike in? <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've got the pin, pinpoint precision and missiles. You, know, for that, you, know, you can't Dropping a salvo is probably right out. It's going to have to be missile and gun strafes. And then, mm-hmm. like you say, you still your eight-inch keep out same for those. Yeah, I, I want to play this mission. I want to see how it goes. I want to try it with both parachute. I, I want to take my current like Afghanistan and basically use them as parachutists, and then have the helicopters and that supporting them. No. I mean, my one little BMD platoon I've got from the army, army bits basically I have as my little support unit. And then the next I section see. is the bit where I wake up. Yes, because now we talk about what who can have helicopters and stuff. Yeah. Yes. The big helicopters. Yeah. Yeah, so it basically goes to like saying, for example, U.S. Army, just pick one. You can take like um, the, the, the rifle, the Huey rifle platoon, and swap out their Hueys for Chinooks. Mm-hmm. So instead of, instead of four Hueys, you have two Chinooks. Yeah, buddy. No, no, just in case you want to get your eggs into particularly um, rotary two, baskets. Two huge, deadly baskets. Yep. Yeah. Or you can drop the Hueys entirely and have the 80-second parachute in. And then you can also parachute in the Sheridans and the Humvees. Nah. Now, slight point of order here on the Marines. You should be able to parachute in a LAV. The LAV is parachutable. Really? <laughs> yes, but it's way too, that's too much awesome. That's yeah. too much awesome to have onto the table. Because uh, in the 80s, the, the army were going to buy the LAVs to replace the Sheridan for the 82nd. But um, Congress defunded that as an option, so only the US Marines ended up with them. And then Recently, as recently as like um, mid way tens, they were eighty um, second again experimented the idea of parachute dropping in lavs as a fire support option. So yeah, it's quite interesting. We're not in there, hmm. but yeah, um, the options cool. West Germans, Soviets, British, and Cubans as well. Cubans. And the long story short is, you replace lots of small helicopters with some big helicopters, which mm-hmm. are just massive death traps. Yeah. The benefit, the benefit being, is they're super duper cool. They're historically accurate because that's what people did, and uh, I say historically, you know, mm-hmm. a a historically accurate, should we say? Yeah. Um, and financially, they kind of make sense. They're about the same, aren't they? Because yeah. well, no, because a Chinook. So the Chinook is what twenty one pounds, twenty one quid. It's twenty one, yeah. And it carries eight stands, whereas the equivalent box of Lynxes is £22 for two helicopters. And you buy two of them, yeah. And only carries, is it two? Is it three stands per helicopter? Yeah, so basically one Chinook replaces four Lynxes, effectively. Yeah, okay. so it's it's kind of half the cost if you wanted to do an airborne mm-hmm. mission. The downside is they come with cardboard rotors, if you care about rotors. I, I think I'm going to find a solution without rotors. Uh, find a way to make it look cool. Take the rotors off. They don't have the rotors. They don't have the um, 
propellers on World War Two planes on airplanes. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I was looking at those oh. acrylic discs, and I was like, actually, it's just just not have anything. Let's see how that looks. Because it looks like you still get the bits go on the top. Yes. The actual like the actual. They got the road the hub. Yeah. The hub. Yeah. So, and let's say the hip actually because it's. No, the hind was based on the hip. It actually gets to use their um hind's um plastic sprue, plastic sprue, yeah. Which is not, make... sure not sure it's better or worse. But... Well, it's not a benefit because it makes it more expensive. <laughs> is it more you... expensive? Is it? Yeah, because they they charge you for the the resin helicopter at twenty one pounds, and then they add yeah. another fiver for the plastic rotor sprue. Oh, is it? It's a hip twenty six quid, is it? It is. Yeah. That's why my order with you is one hundred and twenty pounds. Oh right, yeah. Well, I was, I was going to get two of them, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that yeah you know, yeah I only need two of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Tacey has lots of um, podcasts between now and like you know the new year, so she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I kind of like the hip because the only why I feel it's essential. Obviously, the Afghansty is very hard to carry them in you can't the Hines. Do it. Yeah, you no. can't do it in Heinz unless you go for the smallest size unit. So that's if you the carry thing. a company, I mean, having the hips is essential. So that for me, that's why having. Is it, is it three hips I need? I think we. I think you worked out three hips carried a full three, size company. Three hips is the full potato Afghanistan platoon. Mm-hmm. And then I can have a, the second platoon in the existing Heinz from the normal games that I've got. Because I think I've got like ridiculous six or eight Heinz yep. knocking around now. I've got full eight as well, yeah. Yeah, so I can have a full Afghanistan air landing mm-hmm. for our Mega Barn games of just... Okay. Get to my favourite unit, the Sea Stallion. Yes. Passenger capacity ten. You no, know, ten people run to their deaths. But also can carry um two of the weasels. So I'm gonna get I might I'm gonna get two sea stallions so I can bring in my weasel tow but my weasel tow unit. Do, do you want to know the hilarious thing? What's that? Have you have you figured out the hilarious thing yet? No, I haven't. Um the weasel cannon. Mm-hmm. The minimum platoon size is three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to spend forty two pounds. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. on three stallions. To or you bring buy, in... or you go for the full six strong unit and have three yeah have three stallions come in exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I will say now there's an alternative which if you really want to invest, if not um, like airheads like me and Eddie Arm, I'll first buy aircraft like anything. Yeah. Um, the airborne assault mission pack has cardboard templates. Oh, that that that's, that's totally the way you do it. Oh, we, oh, yeah. and also note has the unit cards so we're gonna to have to buy this anyway well, i was gonna buy it anyway anyway because yeah <laughs> yeah so actually it says the cardboard templates for your helicopters because the all these things are hit on fours or hit on threes and they've only got a five up save yeah. and if they crash they kill everyone inside i mean you, you're very reliant on the enemy not pinning in their first turn <laughs> when you bring, so yeah actually, in that mission and then in the bigger games in the in the big thematic games i think we're gonna have a rule that you can keep trying to bring them on until you actually get the miniature the, the infantry yeah. are deployed yeah. <laughs> because it's otherwise it's, it'll be a, it'll be reminiscent of a, a maker game we played a 40k where a guy had 100 space marines and rhinos and it got death strike missiles they never deployed on the board oh, even, oh even though God. they're all painted yep. yeah yeah so it, look, it looks to be a fun version like i say it's gonna be really cool for like say doing those big thematic big games like we did at the barn my I mean, yeah we seem to have got Mike's attention now, and now now he's been he's been talking the frontline terrain, and somehow convinced him to produce an autobahn for us. So, yep. <laughs> so my initial reaction to all these models is, if you want them and you can afford them now, get them now. Yes, it'll probably be a very limited print run. I think I've got the gut feeling it's going to be a limited run because they are big, they are 
one off. They're going to be a nightmare to make because the size because they're one to a hundred scale. They're huge. Mm. Helicopters are not small. Um, I, I want to see how big my sea stallion is going to be because they it's are big. These going to be not so big. Um, and they're resin. They're direct only. I mean, if you if yeah. you're thinking about it and you can, the fez the fez option is to to buy them now. Mm. Um, because otherwise you're going to be stuck with yeah waiting for a reprint and or using you know using the card templates which yeah. you know it's fine because they're high quality card stuff mm-hmm. but oh my god I'm so excited just to see that entire air armada deploying on the board and just yeah oh. uh, so, I mean you got free hips coming I'm gonna get free hips coming I'm get you're going for a chinook as well do you say uh I th- I think did I go for two chinooks Chinooks, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get two sea stallions. I think I figured I wanted the two chinooks because that gives me the British infantry I'm painting for my um, Mm -hmm. my warrior company for normal games can then just become an air landing company for mega games. Yeah, I could drop the whole lot in two chinooks. Yeah, which yeah, to me is just really good fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that's uh, Airborne Assault. And when we get back to this again, Cubans. Um, I'm really going to cover the Cubans really quickly because, frankly, they're West Germans. They're West Germans with 1960s West kit. Germans? Uh, sorry, East Germans. Oh, right, okay. right. Um, yeah. Because they they got the same stats, soft stats, as East Germans. Courage 4, Morale 3, Remount 4, Skill 4, Assault 5, Character 4. It's all the same as East Germans. The only thing is, you just get your high, your best tank is a T62. Yeah. You do get BMP1s and BTRs as your infantry carriage op- um, options. Mm. You do get a Su100. You know, I just see really that. Got, yeah. Oh my anti-tanks, God. Anti-tank 17 main gun. Less, less than a pointer tank. Yep. Yesterday's technology, tomorrow. Yeah. And if you face it, all you're facing is um, M60s, well, it's still going to die horribly, but at least you've got a chance of maybe bailing one. You can only, <laughs> have, you can only have the one platoon of 10 for nine points. Yeah. And when you look at their companies, they're not t- too bad. You've got three platoons of tanks, which one of sorry, three companies of tanks, which one of them could be the Su 100s in the optional. Yeah. Um, you can mix T55s or T62s. You, know, you have um, two companies of T62s, a company of T- that can be T62s, T55s, or the Su 100s. You can have an infantry platoon, like say, sorry, infantry company, and other BMPs or BTRs. Got your AA options, nine, um, like Gaskins and Gophers. Mm-hmm. The AA options are, are the actual AA options. You got Shulkers, but also you got such hits as the Su fifty seven, and who doesn't love the Su fifty seven? <laughs> but also that Czech one as well, the Czech um, Praga, yeah, Praga with the um, was it? Oh, 30, twin 30 millimeters, yes. Eight tanks, seven firepower, five. It's almost a halfway house. It's like. Duke, 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 duke. And you still, have, I mean, yeah, high in anti tank, you still have a span draw in the company, um, certainly on the infantry. So that gives you anti tank 21 uh, missiles, which, if you're playing against proper, like, um, National Guard, we've just got, like, um, at best, you know, M1s, as in the original M1s, or T60s, more, um, like, M60s, more likely. I feel a little um, bit, I feel a little. Happiness and the fact that in the fluff text it does say the flavor text does go about that the the Cubans had a number of old Soviet tanks and assault guns such as T thirty four eighty fives and IS two heavy tanks and yet they only you know and so but the only one they used in front line units was the SU one hundred so you don't end up with the T thirty four eighty five nightmare of fate of a nation <laughs> yeah 
Because that, that could have very easily been a case of, mm-hmm. you know, people saying, well, they, they had a company of T3485s and IS2s. Why don't we put them in the game? Yeah, but they're yeah. only like a quarter of a point each. Yeah, that's fine. People can buy 120 tank teams if they want because that, that sells loads of tank models. And then, oh, my God, we're now in the same state of fate of a nation. Where yeah, got... we have these hordes of anti-tank 12 side, firing to your side. And even like an M1A1 with side armor 11, we're going, oh, you spell me. Yes, yeah, so I fired. I fired fifty shots at you. What, you managed to roll the one. Yeah. What I needed. Yeah. Oh no, you shot me with your entire platoon on the way in, and you killed yeah. checks notes half my platoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, it, it's just the one platoon of SU one hundreds. As much as I have a extremely soft spot for out of dated equipment <laughs> being used in yeah. completely the wrong war. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so, like, BMP infantry are basically face standard. They get the option of grenades and SA-7 grails, which are basically a slightly older version of the SA-14. Not much difference. They're still range 48. Firepower 5, it's like, that's pretty much the same stats as an AT-14. Yeah. And BTRs can have up to two eighty-three second missiles added, which obviously eight tank 19. Not bad. That's handy. Okay, again, if, you, if your opponent's just taking forces which makes sense for Continental USA, then that's perfectly adequate. Yeah. Um, like I say, you got, I mean, you got in your force support, you've then got an extra platoon of spandrels. Sorry, spandrels for three of them are two points, not three points. So they are slightly cheaper than their um, BTRDs. Um, yeah, so that's the Cubans. Uh, support, in terms of support, actually, they're pretty good. They got carnations, they got um, acacias, hails. Um, SA-8s, Hind, and um, C-17s. So there's plenty there to that support. It's nice for there. They're not going to change the meta because they're basically, like I say, just East Germans with worst kit. But, you know, you, you can't um, not have them in a, in, a, in a Red Dawn book. Are they are they cheaper? You know, is there a not like not Doesn't look yeah. like it. Apart from the... Only as cheap as because they got worst kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, let me get to the US, which are look... The US are a little bit disappointing. I mean, what they got with the militia stuff is quite cool, but I was hoping we're going to see in the end, like um, a National Guard unit with like, M48A5s. And, yeah. Um, and like worse stats, like hit on free, um, confident trained, which I mean, I think, as Wayne said, when they looked at it, there wasn't, because the Americans are already kind of confident trained anyway. It was, yeah. It was hard. It, it, it was going to make them unique, right? Would just be the hit, yeah, make them hit on freeze, which doesn't feel like a much of a change. And then you just get one or two extra tanks. Yeah. 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 So I think they just said, just here's, they given a few guidelines on how you can make a D Day style force. But really, it's really say you use <clears throat> World War Three US and you add in up to two militia groups. Yes. I'm not so excited. These, I'm very excited. <clears throat> When you look at the models, it's like it's like the greatest hits of the film because you can see who <laughs> you can see who's based on who basically. Yeah. Um, so you got all these guys under AKs and RPKs. Um, they've got a few RPG 18s and RPG sevens. So, so you can have two of these militia groups as a support for any World War Three American yeah. formation. And what they bring to the party is they they don't deploy. At the start, they can't be held in reserve, but they don't deploy. Yeah. Instead, they count as zero points when working at reserves. A bit like um, resistance in World War One, in World War Two, basically. Yep. Or partisans. Partisans. And when they come on, they basically ambush in the enemy's deployment area or no man's land. Yeah. So you had to roll a five up at the start of every turn. Yeah. 
to see if they come on technically you know come on from reserve but they're not reserve roles they're separate yeah. things so you roll five up and then you deploy them in no man's land or the enemy's deployment zone um, eight inches away from an objective that they can take eight inches away from an objective that they can take so mm-hmm. you can't because and that's different from the world war Two sas jeeps <laughs> because they're infantry platoons so obviously they deploy in foxholes because that would be hilarious to be oh, i can see i can i can almost in my mind's eye see the um the playtest games where these guys just deployed on an objective mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i think well okay start my turn well i'm within four inches and uh, i've ended my turn within four inches uh well that was fun <laughs> yeah. uh basically um courage four skill five hit on freeze um uh, as you expect, the untrained militia to be, but uh, skill five feels a bit good. Um, yeah, and you get you get either three or five assault rifle and RPG eighteen mm-hmm. teams, and then two RPG sevens in support. Yeah, um, and the coolest thing in the world ever is for a single point, you can give them four pickup trucks as unit yeah. transports. And the next and then, point, you then give them machine guns. You yeah. can give them dushkas. Oh my god, no, dushkas! They're just a seven point six two machine guns. A PKM. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Look, yeah, give them 50 cows, that'd be awesome for a point. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yep, they are just, um, well, they'd be yeah. M60s, wouldn't they? From, uh, uh, well, from, they the, get... from the army surplus store. Mm-hmm. They do explain that, that most of the arms are like either what the civilians have with the hunting rifles or what they use as hunting rifles to get, which is obviously AKs off the enemy, yeah. or stuff they've got from National Guard, liberated from police and National Guard units. So, like, um, Mini, like Ruger, a, mini, mini Rugers and that kind of mini fourteens and that kind of thing. And M sixteens, M sixties. Sorry, but yes, yeah, little jeeps. Um, it's a wheel vehicle with a tactical ten, which actually impressed me. Considering like, you know, Dame the Dingoes only tactical eight. <laughs> <laughs> they Not do. They do have passenger fired weapons, so you can't yep. you can't dismount and then use my German half tracks and have extra shots just because they're there. No, but you buy your mortar team, put them on the jeeps and fire a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can buy an optional 60 mil mortar, which you know acts like a, um, a, a light mortar. You can't fire bombardments, but you got like a range 32 shot. That can fire... Um, well, it can't fire smoke, it's just um, firepower 4 plus. It gives you a direct fire, firepower 4 up. Yeah, which can be Pop. handy. But um, yeah, it's uh, cool. Right, so I like the idea... What, because what you get also with them is some extra missions. Um, like little... Snot- Little, um, like three by three boards, basically. There's a six by three board for one of them. Yeah. Um, we have a militia group versus a small Soviet force. I mean, the first mission is like one T seventy two. Yeah. When you, when you say small, the first mission is one T seventy two and two BRDM two recons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can, as with all the missions, they give you a points limit to alternative swap out for an alternative force. Um, so you can swap those that one T seventy two and two BRDM twos for a force of equivalent points of six points. Well, I'm gonna take um, a T sixty two BV in that case. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So for my American force uh, of four points, <laughs> four points. Yeah, it looks so much like these are going to be super fun games to play down the barn. And again, you can see every single scene from the film. Like, say, the first one is taking out the, like, the lone Soviet tank at the petrol station. Next one is saving civilians from being massacred by um, a convoy. And we then got a raid on a um, timber yard where you know basically ambushed the Soviets at timber yard. And the last one is basically the Spetnaz, um, like, sorry, the VDV guys 
assaulting them in the snow in their like mountain um, hideout. Yeah, and trying to break off and evade. So yeah. So for all of these, for the uh, U.S. forces, you just need the two militia groups. Don't you need don't, the trucks. Yeah. You don't need the trucks in the the missions they've written them. But obviously, mm-hmm. in your normal games, you're going to want the trucks. They are damn cool. You know, nothing says freedom like a Toyota Hilux. <laughs> Surely it's a Dodge Charger. No, we're... Well, I mean, you know, your mileage may literally vary. Um... <laughs> <laughs> My America, man. This is, yeah, this is the 80s. This is Ray, you know, Ray, Ray, Reagan and girl let any Nambi Pambi Nissan into the scene. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's exciting because it's the first real book that's kind of really done something different for TV. Done something yeah. different, and it is different with a capital D. <laughs> um, just all throughout the book, because you, you know, air, air units, helicopters, those little. Soviet BDBs, some mm-hmm. American uh, resistance bits. It's just, it's just different and fun. Yeah, yeah. I in the painting section, they actually explain how I do like the cool um, free color so, um, Soviet camo they use in the BRDMs. Um, we also mentioned I paint the the camo suits, but if you look on Break for Assault and just do a search for Afghanistan, you'll find I'd manage to do it with um, contrast quite convincingly. <laughs> That might be an easier way of doing these big infantry units quickly. Yeah, and they are big infantry units. Jeez. Yeah. And I'd say a big shout out to the VDV, VDV box, which is quite interesting in that it only builds really a 50-point force, but it's got a big infantry component. It's all metal infantry. Yeah. But you can then use as a basis. And because, like I say, the PKMs that come separate, it's really easy to add a weapon, a weapon attachment to it to bolster it out. And mm. uh, like I say, it's got all the cards in both doing the Afghanistan style ones and the normal style BDV. And you get all the cards for both um, BMD and BTR variants as well. And so. you get the, the Wonder Donalds. Yep. Wonder Wonder-olds. The Wonder objective. objective. Plus 364 BVs, which is not bad. Yeah, it's quite tempting. Yeah. Oh, Eddie. No, no, mustn't. No, no, I've already got my helicopters. So I'm getting I'm getting heli- enough helicopters to do add to my uh, Afghanistan yep. and my Brits, and then I'm getting um, the two platoons and jeeps of the militia, and that is it. No, no, no noners, no noners, no sexy air landing stuff. I've that's <laughs> a good line. Maybe down the road, who knows? Yeah, yeah. but absolutely. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, it's a, it's a realistic thing that I can get painted with what I've already got, rather than just starting a whole brand entirely new force. Mm-hmm. I am liking that ASU eighty five though. We'll note one thing: with the, Cuban, the Cuban infantry option is basically they, it's the old um, Iraqi um, slash Egyptian AK teams and RPG teams. Oh wow. Okay. Which makes sense because obviously, yeah, it's all that really. standard Soviet, yeah. Soviet gear we've got with the sleeves rolled up. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, nice! So, so what you say? Well, that, that, that's good though because it means that those models can then, if you're playing Fate of a Nation and you want to get those models and you can't get them, you can just buy those guys. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Ah, one mind, one hobby. Yeah. Yeah. You got like um, a weapon between to bring in the grenade launcher. Grenade launchers are special order, and you can buy the obviously the saggers as well. So. Yeah, cool. that's it. So that's um, Red Dawn. 
Red Dawn. Awesome. We'll, we'll play some of the missions soon. I think we'll, next time we get down Dysling, I'll, I'll bring the Afghanistan and do like a 75 point air assault mission or something. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Um, events. Right, very quickly then, we've got next year's 2023 lineup. Woo! So the 4th and 5th of February at Corrivery 2023 at Battlefield Hobbies in Daventry. It's a 100 points late war with a 40 point list swap because the missions are set by the table and you don't want to find yourself defending with a tank tank company in deep reserves. <laughs> um, I've booked my ticket at my hotel room. I will see you there if you're there. Um, Salute War Game Show is the 22nd of April at the XL Centre in London. Um, for once, I'm not working the standard anarchy models. I'll just be there as a person. As I'll a be human. spending a prolific amount of money, um, which is going to be hilarious and or the you know foreshadowing of a divorce. Fourth, um, fifth, <laughs> and sixth of August is the ETC. Oh, we're in Belgium again, baby. Um, I have retained successfully so far my seat as a Team England member. Um, so I will be going again for my sins. It's mid-war this year, um, which is interesting because we have lots of discussion about the new, quote-unquote, new mid-war points yep. that hopefully shall be releasing at some point next year um, to make Imminently, a rebalancing of mid-war. It's like the next... Imminently, apparently, but, I, you know, we'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. Until, I, won't, I won't hold my breath Soon. because I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, when they come out, they come out and we'll see them and then they'll tweak them and then we'll see what happens. Um which is good. I'm excited about that. It's a fantastic weekend. Save all my pennies already for that. Um, the 23rd and 24th of September is the Flames of War UK Nationals, again at Battlefield Hobbies, just because, you know, we love Hammy. Um, that's going to be mid-war as well. Hmm. So, okay. yeah, August, September, two mid-war things. Um, the, then the 11th and 12th of November is Warfare Reading, which is going to be again at the Farnborough Exhibition Centre, which is going to be late war to keep it a little bit different. So that is the big ones that I've got for next year. Uh, we've got some other events that the GGC slash Battleford Hobbies will be running, but they're still in the formulative stage. I don't want to spoil <laughs> everything just yet. Um, so <laughs> hold your breath for those. <gasps> Yeah, or, or not, because, oh. yeah, again, you know, you, you will yeah, be yeah. dead. They're not coming out in the next two or three minutes, and that's generally the limit <gasps> for people. Unless you're, Joey, unless you're Joey for Friends, who's been holding his breath for six minutes. Um, <laughs> I also don't forget, in January, we get our big Team Yankee game. We're going to be doing down the barn. So oh, yeah. Stay Maybe tuned for some photos shh, from that. Shh, shh. <laughs> Keep it secret. Keep it safe. We don't want people coming over. Into the middle of nowhere. Best of the nowhere. Well, and we, keep, we, we, keep, we keep missing that turn. I was going to say, I can't bloody find it. <laughs> G- GCHQ could turn up and then it would just all hell right, let, let loose. Um, <laughs> right. I'm pretty much done, boys. How about you? I think we're yeah, good. Absolutely. Let's um, shoot scoot. We've, we've shot all we can. Let's see if we can scoot away. Fail like so VDV. Scoot like the VDV. So four plus. Yep. Two. Yep. Okay. We failed. Excellent. Yeah. That's why you Do follow you know, me instead. Do you know what's hilarious? No, no, you're not caught in the open. What would have happened is had we passed that, we then would have consequently failed all our, our cross checks and still be stuck. It's generally That's what happens. True. You can sit yeah. there and go, yeah, oh, oh, shoot and scoot. Yeah, pass. All right, cross check. No, no, no. Okay, I'll just sit here and die then, shall I? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> 
Why won't you die? <laughs> I'm trying, damn it. Um, the Armoured Trainwreck from a podcast you've been listening to was Shooter Scoot, the Planes of War podcast, and the team at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. It's brought you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and Wolverines! 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 <laughs> what, from X-Men? <laughs> I'd go for a, a physical game, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we must get in the end, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we will start the fans, please. Keep out of the black and into the, the X-Men theme. The X Men team um, always goes into bloody uh, yeah, it always goes in my head. Crystal always to Crystal Maze. The rich though, Brian Crystal Maze, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mumsy, yeah. Mumsy always said I'd end up in a dark, dank hole. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that was only on Tuesday. <laughs>